Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hope y'all had an amazing weekend. Welcome to episode 72 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Texas as Townsend Thomas takes home the weekly honors. Townsend had an incredible tournament last weekend at the 2021 Alliance Super Cup in California as she hit an amazing 722 with a double, two triples, home run, eight RBIs, eight runs scored, and a whopping 13 stolen bases while playing with the Blaze 18 United National Team. Awesome job, Townsend. Those are very impressive numbers. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with assistant coach of both the New York Gremlins and U.S. Men's National Team, the legendary Nick McCurry. Nick's been known in the game for almost 50 years and brings a love and dedication to it that is unmatched. He would start with the Ashland Merchants ESS team back in 1981 and became one of the best low-budget teams in the U.S. Nick had the daunting task of running everything from fielding the team to getting the funds to provide the opportunity for players to play. A lot of people in the game will definitely recognize Nick from Jeremy Spear 2000 film, Fast Bitch, where we got a first-hand look at just what Nick had to go through to make his team survive. Nick still remains active in the game, where he is, like I said, assistant coach with the powerhouse New York Gremlins, as well as the U.S. men's national team. We're going to talk to Nick about anything and everything from his time in the game. This honestly will go down as one of my favorite episodes we've done, as Nick's positivity and love for the game is very infectious. Hopey and I were very honored to, you know, get to sit down and talk ball with such a legend in our game, and I know everyone's going to enjoy this episode. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes? Good man, how's it going? Good, good. good. Little uh, this, I was actually going through the schedule today. Yeah, that like because I kept track of everybody. Of course, you know when we end days. This yep. is our this is our first Thursday together. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, because we're usually at the ball field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never did a like, yeah. but even over the winter, like usually. Yeah, because like, you always jam me up with Sunday nights. You Sunday nights, yeah. yeah but, uh, no, happy Thursday. Happy even Thursday. Even though it's it felt like a Sunday all day because Remembrance Day we're uh, yeah recording today and. Uh, yeah. And well, you were off today, were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. worked all day that's, today. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Which is not a big deal. Yeah. I understand, but yep. um, yeah, and uh, 
Remembrance Day, of course, is tough for everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you to all the soldiers from past and present. Absolutely. We certainly appreciate everything you do for us. That's all over the world. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Oh, and time change. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know. My God, man. <laughs> Driving home from work today. It's like it's getting dark. It's 10 to 5. Like, I know. It sucks. I hate it. The only, the only, I'm so tired right now. I know. The only thing that is now going to work, it's light. Because the yeah. last, last few weeks, yeah, no, it's, it's, been it's been dark. dark and, but yeah. I still hate coming home. And, yeah. And I don't understand it, why they're still sticking with it. I know. It. Some spots they don't. Yeah. Those people are lucky, I think. They are. Well, if you think about it, you know, you want, it, it would still be light out right now. I mean, well, not right now, but if if the time didn't change, right. we'd be normal. Yes. <laughs> but with that time change, like I get exhausted. I swear to God, like as soon as it starts getting dark, I'm like, I'm going home and I'm having my supper. <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me. I know. Why can't, why can't they just take, split it in ha like a half an hour? Split it in a half an hour. Don't even do it at and all. Then don't change the thing. I don't think we should have winter either. <laughs> <laughs> Frank sakes. Yeah. Oh man. So anyway. We got some, we got some stuff coming up on the go for the Macedon's got a fundraiser coming up. Poker yeah, tournament. December 4th on uh, coolbet.com. Is coolbet that correct? Coolbet.com. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Another it's poker been a tournament. while since we've had one and uh, we're looking for a good crew, get a good little fundraiser going on. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's available. You can be anywhere in the world and come on and, and please know, do. Please it'd be, do. It'd be cool to see some guys from far away. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it's uh we got a poker tournament going on. It's going to be December 4th. Like we said, seven o'clock Atlantic time. So six Eastern, uh, go off that. <laughs> Eastern in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six Eastern along the US and Ontario. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we've posted some stuff already on social media about it, but uh, for anyone who wants to go on coolbet.com and register, uh, look for Mastodons as the, as the name of the the fundraiser. And, Torment. Yeah, and password is Dons2021. Lowercase, D O N S 2021. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I just registered. I'm the only one on there right now. I know. But <laughs> well, you did it with me. So. Like, like we talked about before, the, the first tournament we had, we had like a very good, yeah, very good pot there. And uh, I think you and I were the only ones registered for and scope and scope for yeah. about. Three weeks and yeah. then, then a couple of days before it started right. jamming up, which uh, we like to see. But yeah. uh, I, I, and I actually don't play poker. Like I, I don't like I know what poker is. And yeah. I actually I think I finished fourth or fifth. You did. First tournament. I <laughs> so I got my money back anyway. I, I was I finished 11th. I, mi I missed the, the yeah. money by one. And I was like, ah, son of a bitch. Yeah, I was just stupid. I went in all in on with a shitty hand. And I ended up getting a friggin full house. I think or something stupid. You were, you were the one that probably beat me out because well, I, I got beat I by I a beat, full host. I know I beat Sandy out. I was pretty happy. Oh, about yeah. That. <laughs> I had a full host and lost to a higher full host. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about ball a little let's, bit here. Let's talk some ball. So we have some, uh, a lot of exciting guests coming up, in fact. Oh, do we ever. Yeah. So yeah. today's guest, Nick McCurry. <clears throat> Nick McCurry. From uh, Ohio, I'm guessing. Ashland, Ohio. Ashland, Ohio, yeah. If, uh, if anybody's seen the Fast Pitch movie, that uh, movie slash documentary yeah, yeah jeremy spear did back in 2000 uh you definitely will know who nick is he uh runs the ashland program down in ohio and we can't say who the sponsor is the ashland whatever it was because yeah, they had about they, a, they had a bunch <laughs> but i mean but i mean you saw from the movie how much it took for him to you know yeah, it was to get the money yeah to to run it i can relate to him 
Yeah. Oh, considerably, yeah. Considerably. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And I appreciate guys like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're not going to stop at Nick as far as the movie goes. Uh, no. So, yeah. Then we got Shane Huna Huna Huna. We got Huna. Shane, Shane coming on. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I actually, I told you last week, I think, I, or last time we talked, I, I actually played against Ashland in Summerside in 1994 at the ICs. And I remember Shane Huna Huna. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then we also have the creator of that movie. Jeremy Spear. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting, he got man. Back, he got back to me today and uh, said he'd love to come on. So we're trying to set up a, a date and a time. It's going to probably be early December. But yeah, uh, that's man, that's, you know, it was funny when Greg threw out the, uh, Greg Leather threw yeah, out the thing yeah. on his episode and said, you know, you guys, you guys need to get these guys out. And I mean, he wanted to, he wanted us to get us all on the, on everybody together, but I was like, nope, let's do it individual. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. well, <laughs> space is the mode anyway, but exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched the movie now. I can't even count. Yeah. And you know, to be able to go on and talk to these guys. Oh, that's pretty awesome. awesome yeah. Cause it is a fantastic movie. I mean, it, sure it, it shows the game. Like how it was back in the in '96 and and what it was like back in the Midwest and yeah. and you know shows what kind of impact money can have on the game. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Pete Porcelli. <laughs> like, like oh, man, like, I've never man. seen or witnessed a man so arrogant in my life. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not like we're gonna have him on the podcast. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> Honest to God, it's oh, holy uh, shit. Yeah, he kind of like I said to you before we start recording. Yeah. I said if he was a wrestler, he'd be the ultimate heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, man. No question, no question. But yeah, I mean, when you run a team with the half a million dollar budget, yeah, I mean, come on. But yeah, come uh, on. You know, one one big takeaway I took from that movie is it was nineteen ninety six, but mm-hmm. the, I I would say the majority of them all said that it was a dying sport back then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. But it's we still are still going. here. Yeah, yeah. We're still playing. We're and, still going. And I mean, by, you know, us and, and Two's Talk and Hilly and Lolly and, yeah. and the Beyond the Dugout down in New Zealand. I mean, we're still trying to promote the game. 100%. And, yeah. And I, like, I think it helps. I certainly do as well. I, like, I hope, hope our listeners think it helps as well. Yeah. So get those kids out playing. Exactly. That's the, yeah. that's a big, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to start Harley in it next year. Oh, good, good. Yeah. My, my daughter. So, uh, I, good I have you. a feeling she's going to be a pitcher. <laughs> well, you better make her a pitcher. You need pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the female side. Yeah. If you look at our Canada games program right now, we're struggling with pitching. I know. I know. Anyway. Yeah. Do that, man. For I'm sure. excited about it. Anyway. Uh, so Nick. Yes. Let's, let's get on let's, to it. Let's get right to Nick. Okay. Shit. Nick, where you at? <laughs> Nick, get out of the bathroom. Nick, what's going on, pal? I tell you what, gentlemen, been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> uh, yes, so I have, uh, yeah, I have Hopi on the line with us too, eh, Nick? Hi, Nick. How are you? How you doing, young man? Very well, thank you. Very well. Very excited to have you on. Hey, I'm I'm very excited to be here. You guys, you guys have the the law ball hate in common here. So. Yeah, hate law ball. <laughs> oh wait a minute! I hope he doesn't like that no pitch stuff. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me he doesn't like no pitch. Come on. Uh, no, no, not at all. Hate it. Okay. Have you ran into Greg down there yet? No, I've talked to him a couple of times, but uh, I haven't had the privilege of. Uh, Running into him, you know, when you come down here, there's always something you got to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how that goes. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you? So do you have a place you stay out down there, or what? 
Yeah, I have a house in Spring Hill, which is just north of Clearwater, about 35 miles. Nice. Oh, okay. And uh, they used to have some of the best teams in the world in Clearwater yeah. years mm. back. Right on. Right on. So how's things going down there? Well, it's it's been beautiful here, but of course it's been nice up home. So. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah. say, I was gonna say, is it getting too cold in Ohio already to go down there? Or what? <laughs> well, I say it's been a little chilly a couple of times, <laughs> but uh, it's been nice down here. Of course, it's supposed to start raining, which you know you can't have it perfect all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It. I mean, but, uh, I I was down there. I, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. I was down there and played some hockey down there. And and geez, sometimes it would rain there for a half an hour straight, and you'd think oh, the yeah. place is going to flood. <laughs> yeah, and then it just dry up like a sponge. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh it's quite nice for as far as uh you know playing ball and stuff if it's not too hot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the key if it's not too hot. Right on. But, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, it's really just great talking to some guys that love fast pitch as much as I do and a bunch of other people. Yeah, for sure. So why the trip down? Why Do you go down there every year, do you? Well, like I said, I try to get down here as much as I can, but I still work at the battery shop, so... You know, you got to pay the bills, too. Absolutely. That is true. That is true. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I, let's jump right into the game. I mean, okay. uh, let's uh, tell us, you know, when you got your start in the game, in the, like, you know, this great game that we play. Well, I first started playing fast pitch when I was 12 years old in Johnson City, Tennessee. The guy at the boys club kind of took me under his wing and, uh, I started playing with him, you know, with uh, the like up to 18 year olds, and and uh, he just kind of brought me up, and I ended up playing with the men's team when I was probably about 15 or 16. Jesus. So I I basically owe all of it to Mr. Lawrence Hahn, who was uh, the gentleman that took me under his wing, and and well. He straightened me out. Let's put it that way, fellas. Good thing. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a basketball player, though, you know, when you were younger, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I played uh, basketball, and then I went to college at East Tennessee State University on a basketball scholarship. And uh, I played there until Uncle Sam decided he wanted me worse than they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So then I got drafted into the Army, and... And uh, fortunately, uh, I ended up playing uh, baseball and basketball in uh, in the service. So it wasn't too bad of a tour of duty, but I'd have rather been in college. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what led to the, uh, the move to Ohio? Well, I was playing uh, softball in Johnson City with, uh, with a couple of teams, and we played uh, a team from Akron, Ohio. And uh, they kept hitting my bat. I don't know what was wrong with their pitchers, <laughs> but uh, so they kind of they kind of asked me about if I would uh, be interested in moving into a how. And I, you know, I just said, "Well, I don't know." And it just happened to be that my my wife, her dad was a, 
uh, ex-Army men that went into the VA centers, the Veterans Administration hospitals and stuff, (laughs) and straightened them up. And then when they get them straightened up, then they'd move him somewhere else. Well, they had just moved him to Fairlawn, Ohio, wow. and uh, which was right outside of Akron. So I asked uh, the young lady if she, she said, "Oh, yeah, this is perfect timing." So it worked out good, and everything kind of fell into place, and and I've been up here ever since. There you go. Nice. And that was in 1970. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Actually, uh. Greg Leather wanted me to ask you about your first job you had up when you moved there. Uh, oh, I par- can't tell you that. <laughs> Apparently, you were pretty good at measuring carpets. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yes, it was a very rewarding job. Uh, he I said, almost hated to quit and go into construction. <laughs> he, he said he said you would uh, sidestep that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get out of here gracefully. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So uh, maybe paint a picture for us. Uh, what was the landscape of ball like in Ashland back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Well, I tell you, I came down to the team from Akron uh, decided to, you know, cut back. So I came down and started playing with a young team in Ashland. And, of course, they had faultless rubber, which uh, in Ohio they were, uh, you know, like the Decatur in Illinois, you know, uh, Seattle and uh, I started playing with the young team and I did that until 1978 and I started building my house so I had to curtail it back and I played uh, I played a few games with Faultless down in Clearwater mm-hmm. and then I went to the A National with a team from Orr Park that had a young man named Rick Fugate, who was, he was going to be one of the best athletes, pitchers, hitters, runners. This kid was amazing. And unfortunately, he was in an accident in 81. And it, uh, you know, it took his life. And that was a shame because the kid was, you know, he was a, your normal teenager, but he had wised up and had a little boy and was just coming around and unfortunately going home from uh, a Labor Day tournament. He ran off the side of the road and and uh, his life was taken away from him. Oh, geez. But uh, I'll tell you how good he was. When, uh, when Seattle was looking for a pitcher, they took Ricky out to Seattle in like October – November and he stayed there a couple of months. He got homesick and he came back home. And of course, there was another young man that took his place that filled the hole very well, Mr. Jimmy Moore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd have been unbelievable if they'd had both of them at the wow. same time. Yeah. yeah, really. Holy cow. Because Ricky was, Ricky was as good a hitter as there ever has been. Is that right? Oh, yeah. He could hit, he could bunt, he could do it all. Like I said, the kid was, he was the total package. It was just unfortunate that, uh, you know, his life was cut short. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is it about the game that that drew it to you? Well, I just loved the competition. And back then, you didn't have to go very far to face a pretty good team. That's true, yeah. You know, like in Ashland, of course, there were only – 
you know, Faultless was the dominant team, but they had about 30 teams in this little town of Ashland that only had maybe 24, 26,000 people. Wow. And then, of course, we started in 1981, we started the Ashland ESS team. And, of course, then all of a sudden, after one or two years, we had two of the best teams in the country in Ashland, Ohio. Mm. Jeez. What was I actually? Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Nick. But uh, no, you're good. When uh, when you start the merchants there back in '81, the SS, what was uh-huh. the what was the process it took you know to be a competitive team in such a hotbed of fast pitch? Well, we started out with the young man I was telling you about, Ricky Fugate, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, we had to go to uh, Michigan. We got a gentleman named Willie Gaffner who threw the ball really well. And uh, like I said, Ricky was the real deal. So we had a bright future ahead of us if we'd have been able to keep that young man. Mm. But as good as he was, it was probably going to be impossible for us to keep him. Right. Because we didn't have a we didn't have a very big budget. And uh, so, you know, and then we just kept adding. And, you know, when somebody would quit or somebody would leave to go to another team, we brought somebody in that we felt was better, but they had to fit into the team because we were together all the time. So you didn't you didn't have room for anybody that didn't fit in. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've talked about it immensely on here about team chemistry. Oh, yeah. Team chemistry goes oh. a long way. Well, you can have subpar, not subpar players, but not world class and still be very competitive because everybody's, you know, willing to sacrifice and give up for the team and and uh you know that makes it uh go a long way oh 100 percent. so i mean like as far as running the team back then like what's some of the things you had to do you know to get the funds to run a team like that for the summer well we had this one gentleman uh mr leland goss who had uh, energized substation services and what he did he went out and cleaned. You've seen these power stations yep. along the highway. He would go out and clean those with the power still on. And he started to say, well, we ended up from day one till the day he got out of it. He gave us $20,000 for the whole year. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you what, we spent it on the pictures and everybody else. I mean, we knew... Uh, if we were going to be any good, the pitchers had to uh, be the ones that took us. So right. we, uh, well, let's put it this way: the only pitch, the only people that got a bed to themselves were the two pitchers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You better like the guys you were in with. I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, uh, we, that builds we team chemistry. Conversion bands. <laughs> We had two conversion bands, and we were together all summer, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. We were packed in on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys, you, guys so had, you, you guys had some pretty good success in the, in the late 80s, didn't you, like on the yeah, ISE? We did. Yeah. We had, uh, we had you know, for, for what we had for a budget, and, you know, we would bring in some, uh, some out-of-the-country boys. We brought in Shane Hunahuna, which uh, – I'm sure you're familiar with. Absolutely. Yep. A great talent, good young man. He ended up uh, 
thank God he stayed with us and didn't leave with everybody that was after him. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, we just, we just went, uh, we survived on money tournaments. Like we would go every weekend to New York to a money tournament or Canada to a money tournament. And we were facing all the good teams. You know, we were facing Underwood, Calgary, and I know you know those guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, that's how we existed. We figured if we finished third, that would take care of the entry fee and maybe some of the motel rooms. If we finished second, that would take care of most of our expenses. And then if we were fortunate enough and good enough to win it, then uh, that gave us some money to go the next weekend to another tournament. Right. But it made us a lot better ball team because I tell you, every weekend we were facing the Canadian pitchers, the good Canadian pitchers, or we were facing Ty Stofflet or Larry Berg. Uh, and I tell you what, you either learn how to hit them or you better quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So were, were those the tournaments that you went to back then? Were, were those ISC qualifier tournaments or like no, they see, were just minor? I, they were just money tournaments. Yeah. The ISC didn't come into Ohio till 1981 officially. Oh, okay. In 1980, they had a state tournament, and uh, I tell you, we uh, they didn't want the ISC into Ohio, which you know it's understandable ASA ISC, and uh, so we took some of Faultless's five or six best ball players, and we took our five or six best ball players, and got in that tournament. And lo and behold, we got upset by a local team from over in Worcester. <laughs> so, you know, we're thinking, oh, this is not good. So, but that was how we got indoctrinated to the ISC. And then, of course, after 1980 and 81, they had a travel league. And then Mr. Fisher would have a, you know, state tournament in both teams would qualify and you know this is not like today you can't just say i've got my five or six in the tournament yeah yeah you know like in the asa when i first started playing they had uh i think 24 teams you had i think there were 19 regionals you had to win a regional tournament then you had the host team that was 20 and then you had the four service teams And then if one of the service teams didn't come, then they would take another at-large team. But you had to start out. You had to win a district tournament, which was your local tournament, like Ashland. Mm -hmm. And then if you won that, you got to go to the state tournament, which, you know, brought everybody in from all the districts and, uh, uh, you know, regional tournaments or to go to the regional tournament. And you had to win the regional tournament to qualify to go to the national tournament. And then you had Bonnie Jones in Midland, uh, him and Ed Moore Johnson. Both of them were unbelievable pitchers. They could pitch for anybody today. Uh, And then you had Midland. They had a – McArdles had a hell of a team. And, uh, you know, it was just hard for us, Faultless, or anybody to get out of the regional. So that's what that's what it was like trying to get to a national tournament back then. That's crazy. I wish it was still like that. Yeah, really. Yeah, I do too because well, the thing I wish I think we I, I wish we had some kind of program 
that these young kids could play in. And I know everybody says says this, but, you know, it's not going to happen unless, well, it'll be a miracle. But that's what the states need. Fortunately, up in your country, you still have the minor programs. Right. And that's been official to you. That's correct. And we've never had that here. So you had to wait till a kid got out of high school or, or you know, got out of college or his dad was a fast pitch player yeah. and he went to the park with him every time he went out. And there are and were a bunch of those guys that uh, that did that. And uh, but let's face it, our American program is uh is very hard to compete with. Well, look at Argentina. Mm, yeah. You know, they're, I mean, they're unbelievable now. Why? Because their little guys start playing ball when they're five, six years old, and they don't. Our problem, and I think you guys are getting the same problem, is it, the parents in America and possibly up where you guys are now, they want little Johnny to play baseball to he figures out that he's not going to be the next Babe Ruth or, or Willie Mays, and then he starts trying to play softball. Yeah, and that's what we're faced with. It's also and like I sorry. said, I think that's I think that's happening to you guys to a degree up there now, isn't it? It is to a degree, but it's also apparent that a lot of the parents that have these kids playing baseball have no clue as to how good a sport fast pitch is. Honestly, oh, they they I have no idea. You. We've we've had a couple of occasions where we've had some parents bring their baseball kids to watch some fast pitch, and they couldn't believe how fast it was, and how much easier baseball was. And they even admitted that to us. Oh, if you if you take a, a baseball player, and if he learns to hit fast pitch softball, which a lot of them do, some of them don't. When they go back to baseball. It's like a piece of cake. Yeah, they're mashing it then. Yeah. <laughs> they they can't believe how easier it is to hit the baseball after trying to find uh, hit a pitcher yep. from 46 feet throwing 75, 80 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of the guys on the on the U.S. national team, like like yeah. guys we had on here, Cam Schiller, Yusuf Davis, oh, guys yeah, like that. The, like, I mean, they started at baseball, baseball. and yep. now look at them. Like, yep. imagine, imagine if they started fast pitch when they were five or six. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, you got uh, you got Cam Schiller. That kid is amazing. Yeah. Uh, a great talent and a good kid. Good too. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, I can call them kids because I'm a lot older than they are. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, you know, the, the USA team, we've got some people in the program now that really care about it, and they're doing an excellent job, uh, you know, trying to promote it and make it get better and better. And they're, they're, they're doing a great job. That's good. It's got to get back to the. Job. It's got to get back to the grassroots, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. where we get the kids in. So we get those Cam Shillers with kids, for example, yeah. who promote yeah. the game in their area and get a group of kids playing, and then it starts yeah. taking off that way. We're still having a struggle with it here, in our province and in Canada, but it's starting yeah. to take off a little bit better for us. Right. Yep. It's good. And you know, it's it's a shame because I had I had him pitch with me a couple of years, Rob Scheller. 
Yeah. You oh, know, man. he just passed away. He mm. was, I tell you what, he was an unbelievable pitcher. Yeah, he was Threw a the ball as hard as anybody. Yeah, for sure. Threw the ball as hard as anybody and a drop that was un- unbelievable. Mm, absolutely. Actually, when uh, you and I were talking a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned about having uh, Z-Man and, and Paul Alger oh, there yeah. for, for, yeah. for uh, was it just, just a year there, Nick? Well, we had Z-Man. Well, we had Lorne Algar, Polly's brother. Oh, Lorne, yeah. Yeah, had Lorne. And then Polly pissed with us on the odd weekend if, uh, you know, if we needed him. And uh, we had Darren Zach. He pitched with us a full year. And then the second year, we were actually playing in uh, a tournament down in Finley, ISC, uh, you know, the weekend league thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Z-Man, people don't realize it, but Z-Man was one heck of a hitter. Really? I mean, oh, <laughs> my God, he could hit a ball that, you know, they they needed to serve beer and nuts on it. You know? <laughs> See, you just had the same reaction I did when Nick when told, told me you, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I, I had the exact same reaction. He's a big person. Oh, so. oh I, mean, he, I mean, he was a good hitter. I mean, not just, not just, uh, you know, uh, a great pitcher, you know, I had him when he was younger, but he still was very good. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, he hit cleanup for us. Holy shit. <laughs> Never would have I'm serious. Yeah. He hit cleanup for us. And what happened to him, we were playing in that ISC, uh, league tourney and, uh, uh, it was kind of frosting that night and you know how the bags get kind of wet. Yeah. And Z was on third base. He had hit a, probably a triple and the ball went through the fence, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, there, I forget who was up next. It might've been my, my best friend, Dino Neptune. And, uh, he hit a fly ball and Z tagged up. Well, when he came in he hit the plate, it was kind of slippery, you know, from yeah. the doing stuff. And he flipped up and come down on his right shoulder. Oh shit. Yeah. And he went out there and tried to pitch and he couldn't throw and he dislocated his shoulder or something, you know, that wasn't very good. Right, right. So then he was done for the year, and uh, uh, we went to, you know, that year we had a real good team, and we went to Decatur. Uh, we had Lauren Algar, and we picked up uh, we picked up Reno Lotto, who was in Ashland pitching with one of the AMVETS teams, and uh, we went out to Decatur, and it was about 120 degrees, and I'm <laughs> not exaggerating. No. <laughs> we played every day the first three days at 4 o'clock. Jesus. And I'm, and I'm not kidding. It was in out there in center field. The temperature was – it never got below 114. <laughs> and uh, we had one of those coolers, you know, the ammonia water. Yeah, and every inning the home plate umpire would just come and just dive in the bucket because he was dying. I'm oh, I not can kidding. imagine, yeah. And you know, Lauren went out there and he had to throw every game in the hottest part of the day. Well, he just kind of run out of gas, and then <laughs> Reno did a good job for us. And and uh, but you know, if we'd have had Z-Men that year, it would have been an entirely different. Yeah, it would have been yeah. an entirely different scenario. Yeah. For sure. And uh, what year was that, Nick? That will got you. Uh, that would add to have been ninety five. Okay, yeah. 
you know, I'm I'm getting senile, fellas. I'm old. I'm having trouble remembering these dates. <laughs> Actually, it's but funny. It would have You've... Not, excuse me. I'm. It wasn't '95. I'm sorry. No, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been 86 or 87. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I told you I'm getting senile. You're senile. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's all, all right. good. Yeah. So, I mean, back then, at that point, did you see what Z-Man was going to be? Oh, I'll tell you what. When Z-Man came, he had, the, he had the tremendous drop change. He had that. I mean, you could see that already. And we had Lauren Algar, who had a tremendous change rise. Well... Uh, Lauren was trying to teach Z-Men the, the change rise, and, of course, he was struggling with it at first. And we'd go play, and he'd throw it, and a couple of times he'd get tattooed. And I told Lauren, I said, Lo, quit trying to teach him that rise ball. <laughs> that rise change. I said, he's got a heck of a change drop. <laughs> so Z-Men wouldn't listen to me, so he kept doing it until he mastered it. And <laughs> yeah. there's, there's nothing else that you need to say. No, he certainly did. He, is, <laughs> he was one of the greatest pitchers that ever put set foot on a rubber. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I tell you what, he had a hell of a change drop. And when he learned Lowe's change rise, I mean, he became, well, uh, the history books. Look at the history books. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unreal. You know, unbelievable. But like I said, the people do not realize how good a hitter Z-Man was. Wow. That's crazy. And (laughs) and a class gentleman, too. Oh, yes. I mean, that that was a class act. Yeah. And I'm not bragging on uh, our team, but everybody on our team, was a class act or you were gone in a very short while. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to have it though. I mean Yeah, I like that. Oh yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't yep. you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um uh, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Keep going. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, we're here for you. Say, every every you know, like when we lose somebody, like when Faultless took low away from us, uh, I had to try to find somebody that could beat him. So I reached out to a young man named Chris Nichols. And I don't know if you guys are really familiar with him or not, but he was as good as anybody that threw a ball. Really? Is that right? He just, he just never went to a – if he had went with Penn Corey, it would have been a household word. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. I'm serious. But it was Chris Nichols. And anybody that ever faced him would tell you the same thing. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd play like Pincor or, or Sioux City, whatever they were called at the time. And they'd beat us one to nothing, two to one. Wow. <laughs> uh, and like I said, he and you know, if you held them down to one or two runs, you were a heck of a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, he was, I'm telling you, he would have been a household word if he had ever went with a team like Pincor or all car or somebody like that because he was that good. Right. I actually come across a, a video on YouTube today of you guys playing Pencor in the '89 ISCs. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that I think Chris was pitching against. I don't know if it was McGann or Seaman, but I oh, think Jimmy they beat Seaman. us two to one. Yeah. It, it, yep. So that was him pitching in that in the video. Then. That was Chris in that in that video. Oh man, he was dealing. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you'd have put him on, if they'd have reversed pitchers, the score would have probably been the same. Yeah. But uh, I'm telling you, he was that good. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, I I tried to bring in 
well, we couldn't afford anybody that was world class at the time, so we had to bring in younger kids and and uh, you know hope they were the real deal, which most of them were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you when you brought guys in and and they had success with you guys, did like did you have trouble keeping them around? Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We, of we course, lost, we lost everybody that we brought in. Yeah, yeah that's tough. It's, you know, it wasn't long till till somebody would take them from us, and then. You know, you 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 kind of get burnt out, but there's nothing you can do because every year from the '82 to '85, every year more teams got in and started spending more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of those teams were playing their shortstops more than we had for a budget. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's funny, but it's not funny. No, no it's not it's at all. Not. No, no, no. But that's what we had to compete with. Yeah. Probably, if you if you took the stats and stuff, and for what we spent, I tell you what, we would have been a a very very competitive team. Yeah, yeah, and we always were. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we always were. I mean, we gathered that you know from the fast pitch movie that Jeremy made. I mean, you got to see the ins and outs oh. of of oh. how everything was was going back then i mean that was 96 um yeah actually uh, let's touch on touch on that did did jeremy tell you what like when he joined you guys what he was doing as far as document and everything no the, he played he was started out with a uh team from new york yeah, the gators and mm. the gators yep yeah. and uh he was batting right-handed and he was fast as grease lightning yeah yeah and uh you know, he, he being honest with you, he couldn't hit a, a bull in the ass with a bow fiddle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and I hate that because I love that kid to death. Yeah. But you know, he and they weren't letting him play. Great shortstop. Yeah, skilled. Mm. Great shortstop. Yeah. And I told him, I said, "Why don't you come with me?" I said, "Why don't you switch to left-handed and just slap her." Or, you know, use what God gave him. And uh, so he did. And I tell you, he became a, he became a pretty cotton-picking good player. Mm, he and did. he still is in the Masters. He's, he's young. I mean, young-looking. He still runs well. And uh, a great kid. Like I said, <clears throat> I like to pride myself with the fact that I surrounded our guys with good people that good people. mesh together. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. There was no animosity if somebody got four hits or struck out three times or whatever. It was the next man up had to pick you up. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's nice. And that's the way all our teams were. Nick, I have a question. Do you still have the uh, 5.7 liter diesel 1983 Oldsmobile Regency that you had given Jeremy? <laughs> no, I'll tell you a story about that. Too. All right. <laughs> he came in, uh, he came in, you know, he drove. I gave him that to drive from New York to Ashland. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I'll tell you what, though, it was a nice car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful, it rode like a dream. <laughs> so he came pulling into the battery shop one day and the whole front end was gone. <laughs> You know, the grill, the, yeah. I think the headlights and everything. And I said, Jeremy, what did you hit? He said, what do you mean, what did I hit? I said, well, look at the front of the car. <laughs> so he walks around there and he goes, holy, you know what? <laughs> and 
I said, what happened? And what he did, you know, where he lived, you had to park in a parking garage. Right. And he had parked in the parking garage and he had pulled it in. And somebody came in there during the night and relieved his headlights, his grill. And I think they might have, you know, they took everything. Jesus. So that's a true story. You can ask Jeremy. We're going to. We're going to. Actually, I got word today. I was talking to him today. He's going to come on the, he's going to come on the podcast. Oh, you guys will love him. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will love him. Oh, uh, but seriously, somebody had stole the front end. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So we had to give him something else to drive back home. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, the, and then there again, there's a there's a great young man. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So you know, it's just like Shane. Shane's a great young man. That's how I was gonna I was gonna touch on Shane. Like, yeah, I mean, we got to see in the in the in the movie what he was all about. Like from New Zealand, the Kiwis are known for their fast pitch prowess. They're oh, yeah. they're so good. And yep, I mean to get Shane there. How long was Shane there? Let's see. Shane stayed with me for probably three years or four years. Everybody and their brother tried to steal him from me, but I had one thing they did. The little girl he fell in love with. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. But, I mean, that kid was, I mean, you know, and I know this probably will tick some people off, but when that kid was younger, he, he he was fast as grease lightning. He could, he could. He, uh, Shane was a good pitcher too. People yeah. don't realize that. I know. I he, I said the same thing when we were talking before. I was like, "What he pitched?" Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a heck of a changeup. And uh, well, he, him and uh, him and Underwood. I forget how he ended up pitching in the Erie tournament one year, and he had a no hitter at uh, Owen Sound for uh, six or seven innings, and then. Uh, in the seventh or eighth inning, somebody hit a home run. They beat us one another, but he had a no hitter at him. Wow. And they, you know, they had a pretty good hitting team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, you know, uh, he uh, he came in, and you know, he was 18 years old, and he weighed about 170, 180 pounds of nothing but pure muscle. <laughs> and uh, uh, then he found out where Wendy's and Taco Bell was. <laughs> <laughs> and grandma's cooking grandma, <laughs> grandma that's right. yeah. yeah grandma i'm telling you there was another fine lady too boy <laughs> i mean this i mean i could go on and i mean all these people in ashland and the areas i mean yeah they were i mean those were real softball fans yeah yeah they would follow you till the end of the earth that's awesome. I love it. And uh, but he had like we'd go up and play in a tournament up in Montreal, and and they had the two fields back to back, and Shane was just unconscious that weekend, and uh, he ended up hitting like seven or eight home runs. And I mean, this is against good pitching. This isn't like uh, Podunk U coming out. This was you know <laughs> world class teams. <laughs> and every time he he'd come up to bat, and they'd announce his name. Because yeah. he had been hitting the crap out of the ball. And when they announced his name, a lot of the fans, almost all of them, would run over to our field to watch him bat. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, this is a true story. Oh, I know I mean, it is. They would vacate <laughs> the other stands and come over just to watch him bat. Like, if I came up, they were all over watching the other game. You know, <laughs> kind of hurt my feelings. You got to learn to live with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then he'd hit a home run. 
and like I said, he didn't mean anything to disgrace the pitcher. It was more for the fans. The fans. Yeah. But he'd come back. He'd come around the bases and do a backflip at the home plate. <laughs> he'd just do a standing black backflip at home plate, touch the plate, and then throw up his hands and go on out to the field. But I mean, it was, it, it was like he had a cult. Yeah. I mean, he had people that would follow him. If they found out he was there, they would come watch him play. If they found out uh, he was hitting at another diamond, they'd leave that diamond and come over and watch him play. The kid was amazing. That's unreal. And a great kid. Yeah. A great kid. I mean, you kind of gathered that from the movie. But I mean, you would oh, have yeah. you would have you would have firsthand knowledge of that. But I mean, oh yeah, from from the movie, it came across that in Ashland he was a rock star. He was he was the man. <laughs> he was the man. I felt slighted. I got kicked <laughs> off the perch. I got kicked <laughs> off the perch so easy it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, my grandson loved him to death. Oh yeah. Yeah, he did. He followed him around like a little puppy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what were your thoughts on the movie? I mean, I thought it. Did, oh, I, I thought great. it. I thought it did a great job showcasing the game, and but I mean, it also showed, you know, the money side of what everything's about. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately. we're always on a short end. Yeah, but you well, know, the only <laughs> thing that bothered me about that movie and. You know, and, and I, I didn't have anything to do with it. I told Jeremy after he sent me the thing was the first thing in that movie had this young man who was a good man, uh, but he was in a van. And, of course, we traveled in vans everywhere we went. We had our two vans. We even drove to Saskatoon. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. We had our vans. We drove Saskatoon. Wow. And the one year, the one year. We drove from Ashland to uh, Tampa to play the Smokers because he said he'd give us so much money to come in there and play right before the up in Prince Edward Islands, uh, the ISC. Mm -hmm. Then we drove from Tampa back to Ashland, stayed there for a day, and then drove to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> that was in 94. That was, that was the ESS Ashland team, buddy. If we didn't have wheels, we weren't going anywhere. Wow. That's insane. Wow. I know, but you had to love the game. Oh, 100%. Nick, I actually... You had uh, to love the game. Nick, in 1994, when you were in Summerside, I actually played against your team. Did you really? Yeah, I played for the Windsor Legion Olins at the time, and uh, I don't recall the score. I remember you guys beating us, but uh, yeah, we played you guys. It was our... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think well, it was yeah one we had a one. good team. Yeah, you We did. had a good team. Yeah. We just... I mean, we didn't have any. Uh, well, we couldn't afford any superstars except our pitchers. Well, Christ, you drove from took. you drove from Ohio <laughs> to Summerside. Yeah, you probably still we had bus legs. We, we complain about driving well, we to Summerside from here. <laughs> we had a little jet lag, yeah. and I have to say, I did most of the driving in yeah. the one van. Yeah, I bet but, you did. You know, uh, I did, but uh, you know, like I said, Shane, uh, he was a good kid. They all were. Yeah, And, you know, I kind of like to think that they all appreciate everything we did for them and what they did for us. And I think they do. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, there was something I was going to ask about. the. I was the wondering movie. who you're speaking about, though, in the van. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked, okay. which is not, you know, it's not hard when you get this age. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I got to keep bringing that up so I can always plead insanity in case somebody <laughs> wants to know what I was talking about. That's why we're here. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, we the very first thing in that movie showed this guy driving a van, which, like I said, that's what we drove. Right. And he played for a team from Amsterdam, New York. Mm-hmm. Their colors were red and blue. He had a red and blue hat with a big A on it on a dash. I remember this, yeah. Yeah, and and you know I I don't I'm not one for uh, you know profanity when uh, it was uncalled for, especially in that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that disappointed me in that movie. But the uh, the real thing that bothered me was everybody thought it was my guys. Yeah, we actually, Randy and I spoke about this before we talked to you tonight. We were wondering yeah. kind of who that guy was. Yeah. Because we knew he, a, he wasn't on our team, I can tell you that. No, we knew he was a Detroit Tiger draft pick. He shattered his wrist because we watched the movie, of course. I've watched it a million times. Yeah. And, uh, but that guy was, yeah, I didn't know who the heck he was talking about or oh, who he I was. Oh, I know who oh. it is, but I won't say his name. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. He's it's all good. still a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I mean, that's the one thing in the whole movie that bugged me, but you know, that was Jeremy's decision and yep. you know, it was a great movie, so I can't argue with it. No, no, it was fantastic. Like I said, I've watched but, it so many times. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it, every, I still, to this day, they'll say, who was that guy that was doing all the custom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. said, it wasn't an Ashland guy. Yeah. I said it was Amsterdam, New York. Right on. Okay. And the guy was a good player. Yeah. He must've been a good player. And, yeah. and, uh, but he was a kind of, you could get to him very easily, as you could tell. Obviously. Now. I would say. Obviously. Kind of a hothead. Oh, we, <laughs> yeah. we could take him out of his game in about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was very easy. But often, other than that, he was a good guy. Actually, he was a school teacher. <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> he was a school teacher. That's surprising. That's the same as yeah, Darren Zach it was. <laughs> that's, that's what, well, I mean, if you ask anybody that ever pitched against Z-Man, They'll tell you he was one heck of a hitter, buddy. And when he hit one, yeah, I told you they needed to serve uh, nuts and a drink on it. Oh, it yeah. Was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Hey, Nick, I do have a question for you. So, uh, yes, and you can sir. be blatantly honest with us because it's our podcast, okay. and we we can edit it if we have to. But the whole Pete Porcelli thing with the Tampa Smokers out of that movie, what 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 was your take on what he was, what he was about, and what that team was about? Well, of course, you don't have to say anything about how good they were. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> because they uh, – but, you know, the men spent uh, – the men spent a ton of money. And, uh, uh, you know, he he was always halfway decent to me, and that's how I judge a person. Sure, of course. You know, what he did, I didn't care for. Yeah. Uh, what happened with his ball team – that was their doings. That were they were grown men. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying I condone any of it or or all of it or anything. It just it wouldn't have happened on our team, right? But uh, you know, he spent. Well, to be honest with you, he kind of ruined the game. Yeah, uh, Randy and I said this yeah. before the podcast. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> yeah. ruined the game. Yeah, because like I said, he he uh, if he wanted somebody, the price wasn't too steep. And, you know, he was a showman. He had 18 sets of uniforms. 
you know, he he had the the smoking thing when they come out of the dugout. Yeah. Mascot. You know? mascot. Oh, the mascots and all that. That's an overkill in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, was it good for the game? Probably not. Yeah. And I, like I said, he always treated me good, so. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But, you know, like I said, a lot of things – you know, you guys have your own opinion, and I would probably agree with. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think about the the state of the game and and where it was. And oh, Randy and I said like ninety percent of the people that were interviewed in that uh, documentary had said the game is dying. And I'm not talking about players; I'm talking about fans that were in the stands or or and, old guys, right. the old the old yep. men group type thing. And they said it was dying. It was dying, and that was the case. Yep. But then when you have a guy like Pete and what he did, it's really hard to compete at that level when. You have a half a million you have, dollar. You have an budget. all-star team. Like it's a complete all-star team. Well, like I said, and that's the that's what happened. Yep. You know, like he took a couple of our ball players. Yeah. You know, Hayden Smith was one of them, oh. and uh, and you know he took players from everybody else. And yeah. uh, I had some good friends that played for him. And yeah. uh, you know there were other things that went on, uh, and I'm sure you guys know what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was never. I was never into any of that stuff. Yeah, no, no, and, gosh, no. Yeah, and uh, like I said, he was spending four hundred fifty, five hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, there were a couple of other teams that were spending big bucks too. Yeah, and then you had little teams like us at that time. We were we were cut back to like fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, the traveling was farther and, and uh, you know, the competition, uh, well, to, back in the heyday, you go to the national tournament. There were, well, when they only had 24, anybody could almost win it. Right. Now, I mean, uh, after, let's say, 90, uh, there were only two or three teams or maybe four that we're going to win it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got, let's be realistic. Uh, you've got two teams that's going to be in the hunt and there's maybe one, maybe two more teams that on a given day could upset one of those teams. Right. But when it came down to making it to the final day, it's going to be those two teams. And I'm sure you fellows know who I'm talking about. Oh right? gosh. Yeah. No, exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Aren't you aren't you and part of the coaching staff of one of them? I am part of the coaching staff when they let me. Yeah. When they let me. Yeah. I think I'm the whipping boy, but I like it. That's hilarious. Actually, let's uh I want to jump into uh the ISC legend tournament. Because I know you were okay. instru- instrumental in uh, you know getting that going. Um Yes, that was. Thanks to Mr. Fisher. Right. H- how fun is it, you know? to get on the field with guys you've been associated with so many years? Well, i tell you what. When it first started out up in Midland, it was up there the first year. And uh, we had we had Pete Meredith and we had Brent Stevenson and we had, I think, Ray Camacho. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, Brent got – I forget what happened to Brent, but he couldn't make it. Uh, Pete got hurt in a tournament in Oregon, so he couldn't make it. So we were left with just, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Ray Camacho, but we had Equitine, we had Avon Meacham, we had Dino, we had uh, myself, we had uh, uh, 
we we had a good solid bunch of old guys right and uh we just we couldn't uh ray got tired and uh we we got one guy somebody brought him over and we threw him and we took him out in about uh two batters because <laughs> we, we could see the hand writing on the wall and uh so anyway we came back i think we finished third in that tournament uh, and like I said, it was disappointing. But like I said, when you lose a Brent Stevenson and a Peter Meredith, when <laughs> that, that they hurts. were both just about 50 years old, yeah, uh, you know, it kind of kicks a spoke or two out of your wheel. Yeah. So is that but, a, is uh, that a 50 and over tournament? Yes. You, oh, okay. Well, now they've changed it. Uh, and I don't like it. Uh, well, I don't think Larry has yet, but, uh, some of these other masters tournaments are allowed three players that's three years younger. I don't like that. I paid <laughs> no. the price to get to fifty. I paid the price to get to sixty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And those three years can make a difference, especially if you're if you're in like the sixty. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 If you have a bad and knee. like I said, well, yeah, exactly. Or a bad body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when yep. you get out of the bed and you hurt from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, <laughs> you're wondering, what am I doing this for? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but oh it, uh, I tell you, the competitive uh, feeling and and everything is there. And the thing I like about this. There's, there's after the game, it's like a, a family reunion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It really is because we all played together and against each other for years. There was respect. There was uh, admiration. I yeah. mean, friendship. And when the game's over, you know, you may be ticked because of a call or something like that. But when the game's over, no matter who won, it's, it's, it's the brotherhood. Yep. And we've said it a million times. It's a it's a fraternity. Yep. It's the fast. It is. Fraternity. I'm yeah. telling you. That's what I, that's it what gets I love. To be, it gets to be you're looking forward to the Masters tournament because you're going to see guys that you spent summers with forever. Yeah. Mm. And the competitiveness, the competitiveness is still there, baby. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, Best game on it, earth. It is still there. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. These young kids don't know what they're missing. I'm telling you. No, no, not at all. Um, no. I want to touch about uh, joining the U.S. Men's National Team coaching staff. What well, was that's what was it like? Opportunity. Yeah. What was it like getting that call? Well, I tell you, of course, Denny Brucker and I were friends forever, mm -hmm. and the year that he got the head coaching job, I interviewed for it. And I think Avon Meacham interviewed for it. There was four of us that interviewed for it. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking on the way out there, I'm going, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and uh, I'm serious. All the way out, I, it was in Bloomington. The meeting was in Bloomington. And I drove because the tournament had been an hour. Uh, the tournament we played in had been an hour or two from there. And I said, now, what am I doing? I can't. So I drove. I took Gary Franson back to the Ohio State line <laughs> and dropped him off at his car because he lived in Michigan. Okay. And then I said, well, I got to go back out there. So I turned around and drove back to Bloomington. <laughs> you and like I driving. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I must. I must. But 
I went back out there and I interviewed and, and, you know, that was a great thing in my life. Just being, just being there and yeah. being, uh, invited to that. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the people that were there after I interviewed, of course, like I said, I'm sure they were looking for somebody that could put money into it or new people that could put money into it. And, you know, I told them, uh, what I would do or what they could do. Uh, to get money and I you know uh, unfortunately or fortunately I really believe because they gave it to uh, the right man Denny Mm -hmm. Brucker and then uh, uh, he had Mr. Greg Leather which you guys know and and there is a great softball man Uh, he's done he's done great things for the USA program and it's unfortunate that he had to step down because he did. He was doing a great job. Yeah. And then you had Greg Hicks, who's a who's a good softball man, and and unfortunately, you know, Denny passed away. God rest yeah. his soul. And uh, then uh, they brought in Ron Hackett, who is the head coach now. And there again, they brought in probably the right guy to right. replace to replace Greg. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad that Greg can't be on the coaching staff because it would be one of the greatest ones that's ever assembled and then we've got we've got good people craig chris who was an umpire one of the best umpires that i ever had on the field with us is uh you know a a big shot in the in the usa program and then chris sebron who uh who is a good man has done great things for the program and you know just down the line warren jones Warren Jones is a fast pitch man. He eats, sleeps, and breathes fast pitch. Got to love and, them. Uh, I don't know no, any of them. I love to. every one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm telling you right now. You, and you can ask, you can ask anybody that you know. You got to have people that love fast pitch. No, 100. percent Yes. Mm-hmm. You got to have them in the right spots. Mm-hmm. And we have people in the right spots now that uh, it's too bad. The the players aren't like years back where we had a great number of excellent players to pick from. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, you've got just a, a nucleus. We've got some young guys coming up, Yeah. but we've got a small nucleus to pick from compared to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got the right people in there. Uh, and uh, it's headed in the right way. They're working on young pitching, which thank God they are. Uh, we've got a couple young kids coming up that are going to be good, uh, and they're striving every day to to get these young men involved more and more in the men's program. And and like I said, the junior coaches, you, you got the eighteen and under Tony and and. Uh, the boys there are are doing a great job and then the 23 and under they're having a rough start but they're going to be all right once they get going Mm -hmm. and then of course like i say the men's program is in as good a hands as they're ever going to be in it's nice to hear yeah and you know hopefully uh i don't know how long they'll keep me around but, uh, you know, I enjoy every minute of it. I don't know what I do for them, but I enjoy being <laughs> yeah, with them. We know you, you know do. what I mean? You're a ball yep. mind. Do you know the, yep. the young fellow, the Cody Gibbons kid? Yes, have you, have I do. Him? Yeah, we've heard lots yeah, of good oh, things yeah, about I've him. Yeah, I've watched him, talk to him uh, a couple of times. His dad 
asked me to talk to him a couple of times yeah. about the odds and ends. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't, uh, I'm assuming he paid attention. <laughs> you know, you yeah. never know. He's probably saying, who in the heck is this old guy? <laughs> well, he's probably watched the movie. He knows who you are. Uh, I think he, <laughs> I, I, I talked to Cody, you know, online, like we te- we text back and forth now, and he seems uh, he loves the game. Yeah. So, oh I yeah, mean, I mean, I think <laughs> I think the U.S. is in good hands. Like yeah. down the line, when it comes comes to the pitching staff, isn't it funny how it worked for us? With uh, we, we were interviewing Bowley or Shane, sorry, Shane, and he brought up Cody's name, yeah. and then it's kind of snowballed from there for I us. Know. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, he's he's got all the talent in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just has to harness you know, some frustrations and stuff, but the kid's a real deal. Yeah. That's good. I mean, he's a real deal. And this left-handed kid that's a dual citizenship. I mean, he's got great potential, but, uh, you know, he's still young, but, uh, uh, he throws a ball real well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kilpatrick and, uh, he's left-handed, which is always an advantage. And, and the guys are working to get him as much work and everything as they can. And I've got a feeling he's going to be a main part of the men's program pretty cotton big and quick. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's awesome. Good. That's so good. And, you know, it's we've got a couple of good young kids. And there's a couple of other young kids that throw the ball well. And, uh, you know, I've got a young one uh, that's just small. And, and, I mean, he works hard every every day and and he'll call me he'll send me videos of what he's doing and you know working on a change up and i mean the kid is too bad he's not about six three and about 200 pounds because he would be a world beater yeah is that right oh he's got the heart and drive of a lion oh, gotta love those kids good kid oh yeah and i mean you know hopefully he'll make it uh like i said he has a drawback because he's a small kid and uh but if the heart and the drive, I can't name anybody that's any bigger than him. Well, those are those are the guys you like to have part of the program for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, we talk about this quite a bit when we've talked to other guys from you know other countries on here. Do you find the playing field becoming more level now, as far as like from an international standpoint? Because I mean, you know, it was always it was always Canada, Australia, New Zealand. But right. now, but now, I mean, it's starting. Oh, to, Argentina, Argentina has come on, and uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, we. Nick, did you fall in the last few <laughs> years? What's that? I said, did you fall? <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, I was just trying to figure out how to address this. Okay. Uh, as far as hitting wise, in the last two cycles. We can hit with anybody. Yeah. yeah. We have a team speed with anybody. With Cam Schiller and guys like him in, in the defensive positions, we can play in the field with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, on any given day with one or two of our pitchers, we can, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. But it's after you get past that first or – yeah, second, second round. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, our defense, our hitting, and our speed is still there. But, you know, it's, uh, uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Our yeah. You can't is, score six and give up eight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
And uh, until we do like Cody, and it's going to be a while before he gets up for to sure. the men's program. But uh, the the left-handed kid, uh, he should be moving up pretty soon. And uh, you know, Tony Mach is still a, yep. a viable option. Yep. And actually, he threw the ball well this summer. Yeah. Yeah, he and, did. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like Dwayne Weiler, uh, left-handed on a given day, he's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Cooley, if he's on, he can make it tough on any of them. Uh, but then, you know, it, it, everything has to go right for us. Right. For sure. You need yeah. to find that consistency. Yeah, you got to find the guy that can shut them down to mm-hmm. one or two runs, and then we have to we have to figure out a way to steal a couple runs. And we have the offense and the team speed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you do. We do. And we got the coaches that can get the best out of them. Well, you're there. <laughs> yeah, it's just we're knocking on the door. We just we just need a couple of those Cody Gibbons to get up there quick. Yeah, yep. that's right. Exactly right. <laughs> hurry up, Cody. Grow up. Hurry up, Cody. Yes, hurry up, son, and get a couple of your buddies growing <laughs> yeah. just like you. Yeah. Cody will definitely be a future guest on our podcast. Oh, Absolutely. yes. I'm calling will. it right now, Randy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, he's a good kid. Like I said, the key word there is kid. Yes. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah. That's the key word. He's still a teenager. You know, he's got a lot to learn and he's dead. You know, I hope he, uh, you know, uh, keeps him on the straight and narrow. And uh, But the kid has talent. And like I said, he's the future of our program, him and the left-handed kid. And then hopefully a couple of these younger ones will will come around. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Nick, I want to ask you about uh, – being inducted the ISC Hall of Fame back in uh, 2015, the sponsors category. How special was that for you? Well, it was, I mean, you know, what can you say, fellas? You're in the elite. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, you're in the elite. You It doesn't get any bigger than that in, in softball. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a great honor, still a great honor. You know, I look back and go, well, do I deserve it? You know, you, you always – you always ask yourself all kinds of questions, but you know, Larry Fisher and I have been friends for years and, and we were foes for a long time. And, uh, fortunately that friendship stayed true for years and he's a, you know, he's a fast pitch man and, and you gotta love fast pitch people. Yep. Yep. But it was a great honor. Uh, you know, every achievement that I've had has been a great honor. That's oh, nice. absolutely. And, uh, it's well deserved, you know? for sure. Well, thank you. Thank more you. than welcome. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, Nick, I want to I want to ask you about uh, this, is uh, the Nick McCurry Masters in Paradise still uh, going to be functioning? Well, it's still going to be around for a while. <laughs> I tell, you, tell us we, about that. Tell you, us about it. Uh, the Masters teams, like the the one that you go down south with the tournament, the tournament down here in Florida. Is it in Florida? I thought it was yeah, Dominican or somewhere. Oh, well, oh, well, as far as I know, and you know, when I, when that thing came out, I had all people kind of calling me and saying, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm all right. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, there's this tournament going on, going to be going on. And, and you're, you're the, uh, 
the name on the tournament. He said, most people don't have a tournament named after them unless they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hang on a second. I took my pulse. I said, nope, I'm still alive. <laughs> and, uh, but Alex Linares is a great friend of mine. Mm. And, you know, during times he struggled trying to keep everything going. And actually, uh, if my information is correct, uh, and it's just happened within the last week to 10 days, he has kind of thrown in the towel, which is sad. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course that tournament didn't get off the ground because of the COVID. Right. Yeah. That was in, and I was going down there. I was going to go down there and, and I was going to suit up and make a fool of myself. You know, <laughs> you know, if I'm dead, I might as well, they can't blame me for too much. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I could plead insanity or anything. Oh, that'd be such a great time though. You know? Oh yes. Oh. It would have been. And, and you know, Alex, he called me after it came out, and I guess he started getting phone calls to see if I was dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he called me and he explained, uh, you know, he appreciated everything that I'd done for him. And, and like I said, he's a softball man, so I'm going to bend over backwards. I don't care who you are if you're a fast-pitch man. Yep, absolutely. And uh, like I said, it's a shame that uh, uh, he has – uh, decided to throw in the towel and I tried to call him when I first got here and then <laughs> about 4 o'clock he sent me a text and said he'd call me at 5 so I sent him a text back and I said hey I'm going to be busy from about 5 to 6, 6.30 so I'll call you there you go yeah <laughs> that got a, was got a podcast to do <laughs> yeah, yeah that was today but like I said the fast pitch is losing a good man yeah. You know, we can't afford to lose any of them. No, that's true. Absolutely. We can't afford to lose any of them. No. But I'll be there, fellas, till they put me under the ground. I'll be <laughs> I'll be doing something. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I want to touch on New York Gremlins before we get going here, uh, Nick. Uh, okay. Tell us what it's like, you know, the organization, what it's like to be part of, you know, one of the premier teams in the world. Well, fellas, I can truthfully tell you that team has ran as well as anybody I've ever seen. Hmm. And I doubt very seriously, other than maybe the Chiefs, I can't think of anybody that, uh, I mean, Greg Leather does an unbelievable hmm. job. And, uh, you know, he, he judges talent. He, he knows talent. Uh and he's a good communicator. He's a no bullshit guy too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I like too. He's straight up. And uh, like I said, he he's he has some great young guys. And I will tell you one thing on that team. And it was and this I say was just like my teams. Those guys, you've got Argentinians, you got New Zealanders, you got Australians, you got Canadians. You got some American kids, and occasionally you'll have a Dominican kid. You have never seen a bunch of young men uh, together like that. That there is no animosity whatsoever. Mm. They they pull for each other. Uh, one of them's in a slump. They're still rah rah on him. 
because you know he's going to come out. They're too good a ball player. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, those kids get along. They when the game's over, they stay together. That's good. You know what I'm saying? They stay together. They'll they'll get together in the lobbies. They'll you know uh, they hang together, run together. Yeah, I mean, awesome. they're like uh, they're like sixteen brothers. That's awesome. It is. I'm telling you, it's. Uh, uh, it may even be even better than than my guys used to be. Mm. And I didn't think that was impossible. I mean, I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're talking about a an elite team. They could compete in any era. What's it like having both of them? What's it like having a guy like uh, Cheese there? Oh, unbelievable! Yeah. You're talking about a first class guy. A first-class gentleman. You're talking about one hellacious hitters. <laughs> You're talking about a bulldog out on the mound. And I've never heard him say a bad word to anybody. You could boot one of the most important balls in the game, and he picks you up. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's the kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he stayed with me for uh, several weeks one summer. I'll tell you, it was one of the greatest, greatest adventures in my life, having that young man there. <laughs> Nothing like I having, mean, having an Aussie, an Aussie, Aussie in Ashland, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I had that young man. He was in my in my house. That's awesome. And, and I mean, he's just a first class gentleman, a family man. I mean, you can't ask for a better. You can't ask for a better pitcher. You can't mm-hmm. ask for a better hitter. You can't ask for a better teammate. You can't ask for a better family man. I mean, he's got he's the whole package. Yeah, for sure. He's I think Greg whole, thinks whole the same. Complete package. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you couldn't think anything else but that. No, hundred percent. That's right. And you know, we uh, he brought over uh, Josh Pettit this summer. There's another good kid. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty good pitcher too. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there again, he fit in like he'd been there for 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when Greg was on, he said he, you guys were on the verge oh. of a uh, big signing, a big signing, maybe a shortstop. Did, did that happen? Now that I'm not privy to those <laughs> things, fella. I'm, you know, when you, when you see that softball tree, you know, they put the star on top and then they wrap the bulbs and stuff down. I'm right there where you plug it in in the wall. <laughs> You know, it that stuff by the time it gets down to me, you guys have heard about it for weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think But uh, uh he does a great job and I tell you, Petty, I know you guys are familiar with Brent Stevenson probably. Yep. Yep. Uh you know, Brent is one of the well, he is the best masters pitcher right now. Mm-hmm. And he's sixty two years old. He's still the best pitcher in the fifty. But oh, wow. he had one hell of a change up. And, you know, uh, I asked him to work with uh, Josh, and he went over and sat down, and he showed Josh. And and, uh, Brent's very high on the young man. Uh, He said that out of all the guys he's tried to show his changeup, and it is unique, but it is very devastating. And he said in 10 minutes he had the finger work down. Wow. And he said that's the first guy I'd ever seen that had it and I keep 
every now and then send him something and ask him how the changeup has come. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to let him use it if we ever play him somewhere. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll break one of his tooties. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. But, no, the, 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 the Gremlin teams, great organization. Yep. Uh, I mean, everything's done the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You know where you're going to be. You know what time you got to be there, and you know how to get there. And it's just a first class organization. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So nice. And you gotta you gotta start at the top, Mister Leather. Yep. And he surrounds himself with good people. Yes, for sure. That's what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Yep. That's why but, Randy uh, has me here. Hey, <laughs> that's what he told me the other night. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. That's why. How how was that, Randy? That was good. Thanks, man. That's good. But... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, buddy, uh, we got to uh, we got to thank you for coming on here. I mean, no, we we've fellas, been we've been looking you. we've been looking forward to this like for a while since you said you were going to come on, and I mean, you've been a big part of the game you know, for many years now. And, and again, we just appreciate you coming on. I wish we had more. No, Nick I appreciate out there. you yeah. having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, that's a great honor to hear that from you too. Absolutely. Yeah. You take care of yourself and maybe sometime, I don't know, jump in your van, take a drive to St. John's Newfoundland next year. <laughs> Come on over and watch the nationals. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Now, isn't there something supposed to be out in that neck of the woods in the next couple of years? The, Actually, besides our sure. nationals, nationals are in St. John's, Newfoundland next year, but I'm not sure about ISCs. They might be in Ontario. No, the, the sure. worlds, the worlds were. It was between them and Saskatoon, and Saskatoon. Oh got yeah, it. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. So how close are you guys to Saskatoon? Oh, we're really close. We're, we're about I don't know a six hour flight, maybe five hour <laughs> flight. Well, hey, that's better than a forty hour flight and drive for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fly somewhere like from Cleveland to Columbus and rent a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not driving to Saskatoon. No. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, Lord. But I tell you what, uh, are you out there where uh, Frank Cox is? Where, well, it was Frank in PEI? He used to be. I don't know where Frank well, is now. I'm not sure where he is, but he uh, he's he's started to pitch for our 50 and over team. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I had him when he was young. You talking about somebody throw BBs. Yeah, I faced Frank quite a few times actually. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah, he was a he was a bulldog on that mound. You didn't yeah. want you didn't want to tick him off. He might bite you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Nick that's we're, true. we're Nick, we're right on the east coast. We're above Maine and to the right. Oh, you're- Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you guys were out west. No, no. we're we're in Nova Scotia. We're in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um uh, well, like I said, you guys can't believe how much I appreciate you guys inviting me. Absolutely. We're, we're and, certainly uh, happy to have you on. Any, anytime, brother. I'll answer this call anytime. Oh, we appreciate it, Nick. That's awesome, Nick. Listen, take care of yourself, uh, Nick. Yep. Stay and healthy. Anything I can do to help you, fellas, you got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enjoy the warm weather down in Florida. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I gotta go back home next Wednesday, but I'm going over to see Mister Leather tomorrow. Yeah, say hi to Greg yeah, for us. Give him, give him our best. And, uh, yeah, and uh, when you guys talk to him, tell him I said thanks. Sure, well. absolutely. Take care, Nick. All right, fellas, enjoyed it All immensely. Right. See you, awesome. pal. Take care. All right, bye bye. Bye. Man, that was awesome. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so good. Like, like you said. I wish we had a million Nick McCurries in this oh, game. Oh my God. It would be so much better. Uh, yeah. He is, uh, well, you know, we've watched the movie and if anybody on here listening to us right now hasn't watched the movie, just put
put it on. Fast Pitch. It's on YouTube. Go on YouTube. Fast Pitch a movie. It's great. There's a lot of, I mean, it's an older movie and uh, a documentary, I guess, but it just shows what the game was like back then and what they thought of the game back then. And and Nick was such a big part of all of that. And, you know, he ran a battery shop. Yes. But he also ran a ball team and he just, he only did it because he loved it. Exactly. And he still does love it. I, I love that guy. And I think he said in the movie, like he would pay 15 to $20,000 out, out of his own, own pocket. pocket. Yeah. Like, I remember what one part hell? of this movie. He said they did have a sponsor one year. They gave them 15 grand and that yeah. didn't even get them to a first ball game. Right. Like, yeah. That's insane. And then he would have to pay the rest. But anyway, God love that guy. And, uh, uh I wish nothing but the best for him and absolutely. everything he's doing. And he's, as I said, I wish we had a million more of him. Yeah. And, uh, I just love it. Actually, he said when when I talked to him before this, he said, you know, anytime, if you ever want to talk ball, yeah, just call. call. Just call me. He said, he's like, give me a call. I'll talk. He's like, tell your co-host as well. He's yeah. like, if you ever want to talk talk ball, just give me a ring. Yeah. I could see me on a Friday night watching YouTube. Oh, like, great. Oh, here we go. I, I got eight beer in me. Let's, yeah. I'm going to give you, Nick a call. You'll have to call him up and ask him what he meant by hitting a bull in the ass with a, whatever he said there, a bull whip maybe? A bull or whip. I don't know, man. <laughs> he couldn't hit the bull, oh, a bull in the ass with a, whatever it yeah. was. I love it. Anyway, anyway we that, get, that was fantastic. We got uh, Shane Hunahunu coming up next. Shane is next? Next. Oh, really? Yes. You didn't tell me that part. Oh, <laughs> look at your text. I don't look at my text. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be exciting as well. Yeah. Um, Shane, of course, big part of Nick's life as well, yep. as, as he was spoke, speaking of. So that'll be exciting. And that's then, be of awesome. course, Jeremy Spears going to be on Spears as well. Said he's coming it's on. It's all about the Fast Pitch movie. Fast Pitch movie. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to create another one. Yes. Fast Pitch 2. <laughs> I'll start documenting everything. I wonder how long it actually took. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to asking Jeremy all those questions, to yeah. be honest. Well, I mean, he documented, he documented that in 96. And then put it out in 2000. 2000. Yeah. So, I mean, probably a lot of- Putting the pieces together. Pieces, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be- Can we get it all on our iPhone, though? <laughs> I doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, anybody listening, hit like, subscribe, all that stuff. Social media, follow us again. Don't forget Tidefest tournament next summer, July fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. I think it is. Yeah. Anybody wants to uh, be part of a big tournament in Nova Scotia? It'll help promote the game. Yes. Come on to Nova Scotia and fifty dollars in prize money. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it might be like sixty. Might be a little bit more. Than that. <laughs> no, there's some prize money. Yeah. Anyway, everybody. Have a good weekend. Yeah, take care, everyone. No, a good weekend. Oh, wait a second. You didn't congratulate uh, the Team Canada oh, coaches. yes. I meant to do that. Yeah. I need to throw- Seeing how we've had most of them on our podcast. I Yeah, I threw a congratulation to Kaylee Rafter on being the new head coach of the Canadian Women's National Team. Yep. Got to throw a congratulation to Jen Salling, Joey Lai, uh, who else am I going Tosh. With? Tosh. Tosh. Of course, yeah. Tosh. All them, like- Congratulations on being named to the to the women's national team. We haven't had Jonesy on yet, but we will. Yes, and yep. uh, I mean, the national team's in great hands. One hundred percent. Like, like yeah. really, really good hands. So uh, I can't wait to see yeah. what uh, what they get what they get going with. Yeah, yeah. I, I did want to also want to mention uh, your peanut butter stuck to the top of your mouth is getting much better. I know. I'm starting to talk better. You're doing a good job. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, take care. Classified. See ya. Yo, I'm from the-
only got the truth from ya And took a bit, you'll recognize what? The classified was never one to mess around with lies huh. It ain't my nature, total behavior The opposite, dropping it I'll be the dopest MC rocking it Compose your tracks, got your mind in the daisy And got you wondering how I can flip it every which way Lots of practice, hey yo Class brings tactics that make you bounce around Like you and your girl on the mattress Son, I'll stop you in your track with your weak style And you can speak foul, but can you really freak pal? Too many MCs on the mic sound the same It's kinda funny though, cause they're the ones that found the fame So what's I say, about the world and the music business I guess it's all about the bank and how much money's in it And half life is like half broke I gotta work the nine to five to put my own records out It ain't a problem yo, keeps me focused on the mic It makes my skills tight, it feels right to shake the light So I'ma break it for the million MCs speaking raps They never see no money, no fame or no contract Hey yo, you know most of us won't See a million bucks, most of us will end up broke To me, that's what it ain't about Yo, I live for it Hip-hop, what's the best you can give for it? What you take me for, son? Another 10 minute rapper. We're only in the game because it's friends in it. Blast your wounds that leave your brain intoxicated. If duplicated, I'ma start this off and instigated. So watch yourself, we'll catch a lyric to that dome in seconds. I use my microphone to tear them, seize apart in sections. I use my mind to amplify the situation needed and put them all together when my destination meet it. And now I'm at the spot for sure, convinced that it was never about talking it. All about rocking it and dropping it. From late at night to early morning, rappers on the mic will be. Just focus on the core and change It's got my mental doing flips You come and do this game, think it's easy, y'all can do this So put the mic down, let an empty let me kick it Flippin', rippin', that's how I hit it, ha! Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.